There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from the adventures of Bradley and Don on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Well, today I'm the nervous, most nervous guy in the Krabby Coffee. <laughs> you guys, I haven't been this nervous about an interview, I don't think, in my entire career. Um, <laughs> And it's because it's with a, a racer, Kennedy Swan, and, and racing has been a serious passion of mine, spectating dirt track racing since the 70s. And I just don't want to screw this up. Uh, um, but this all came about because uh, I follow Kennedy Swan on Facebook, 18S Racing. And she posted a picture of uh, herself celebrating National Women's Month a couple of weeks ago. And I thought, oh, my God, that's an excuse. I can finally talk about something <laughs> on the Krabby Coffee Shop that I actually care about. Um, and and a, lot of, a lot of people might not realize that in racing, the gals run against the guys, um, there used to be years and years ago a powder puff class. Oh, where, brother! Yeah, oh, totally <laughs> I'm sorry, done. I don't really like that name. Totally <laughs> done. No, it was the wives of drivers or <laughs> oh, mechanics, okay. and they'd go out there for a few laps, and it was just a novelty thing, and it, and it wasn't real. But these days, the gals are just as good as the guys, and in the case of Kennedy, they're actually better. And I'm seeing a lot of women racing, snowmobile racing, ATV racing, auto racing across the board. And it's really cool because they're competing against the guys and they're winning. Uh, they're winning. So the, the old days are over. And uh, I, uh, I, I think I discovered Kennedy two years ago because I sign up, I've signed up for something called Dirt Race Central. And this is a, a, a channel, online channel where you buy a oh, subscription, yeah, right? Yeah. And you can either watch live races or replays. And I'm such a nerd that during the week when there's no <laughs> racing, I'm watching replays of old last races. week's yeah, or, old races. Yeah, great. And that's where I discovered Kennedy. And, um, and you know, it was at first it was like, okay, well, there's, there's a girl and she's pretty good. And then I discovered how old she was. And then I was blown away. And Kennedy is winning a lot of races. You know what? Let's, instead of talking about her behind her back, let's just say hi. <laughs> hi, Kennedy. <laughs> hi. Forgive me, Kennedy. I'm really nervous and I'm never, ever nervous. Uh, this job does not make me nervous. And for some reason, you've got me uh, all uh, shook up here. It's all right. <laughs> so uh, I don't. Let's start at the very beginning. You're 16 years old now, Kennedy. Um, when did you start racing? When did you discover your love for competition? Um, when I was five, uh, my dad wanted to put me in a go kart, but um, I refused to get in it, and I'd cry and scream. So then that winter, we went four wheeler racing on ice. Ah. And 
I ended up taking last and was crying about it. But then and there, I knew that I loved racing. So then the following summer when I was six, I got into go-karts. And from there, I haven't stopped. Kennedy, why were you, why were you crying when you came off the track uh, racing quads? What, what was that all about? Um, I think it was because I took last. (laughs) That, that's the sign of a true competitor right there. And you've been addicted ever since. So you got into a go-kart at the age of five. Yes, yes, I did. How'd that go for you the first couple of seasons? So after my tantrum that I had the following year, um, from there, I did really good and I got my first win in my rookie cage and then we moved up to a junior wing and we got a lot of wins there and I moved up again to a 250 wing cart and got some wins there and then after that I went to BMOD when I was 13 years old and then I think I have a total of I have 27 career wins in karting and BMOD in total in my career Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so amazing. (laughs) So cool. That's so cool. Uh, Just um, just to uh, inform the listeners, when you say winged carts, do they kind of look like sprint cars? Just miniature versions? Is that what they look like? Yes. Yes. We've got a go kart track up here where I live. Let me tell you, that is some fun, fun racing. These kids, they put their foot down and they do not lift. Um, Nope. so, um, So... why did you, at 13, transition into um, what we call B-Mod? They're called Midwest Mods, but we all call them B-Mods. Why did, why did you make that transition? Um, well, right then and there, it was either we go to a 500cc wing cart or we go to a B-Mod. And Dad wanted to put me in a B-Mod, so he made that decision for me. And um, once I got in it, I didn't want to stop, so I continued it. So the first time you got into it, were you a little bit nervous or did, was it exhilarating? Did it feel like it it was at home for you? Like, oh, I can do this. Um, it was it was a little bit rough. I, it was yeah. hard to, and but I knew it was something I wanted to do, so I wasn't going to stop. That's awesome. It's so in, cool. In go karts and B mods, correct me if I'm wrong. You kind of use wheel spin back back wheel spin and the throttle to steer in and through mm-hmm. the corners. A- am I correct in assuming that? Uh, yes, Ando. Uh, can Can you explain more about that? Like, what do you What do you do? Yeah, yeah I want to I want to know, Kennedy, the process. You're going down the back stretch, WFO, foot to the floor. How do you approach that corner? What goes through your mind? What's the process? How, how do you How do you make that work? With the B mods or modifieds, we use a lot of like braking gas because the brake. When you press down the brake, that's what we use to it turns the car. Mm-hmm. Oh. Rear, you can adjust with your um, with your hand if you want more rear to make like the back end turn more, or if you want more front, so the front would turn more, and you'll adjust that depending on how the track is. But yeah, you adjust mm-hmm. the brakes from the inside from the cockpit. Yes. No, uh, she did, doesn't climb outside of the car and adjust it out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that just fascinates me, though, that you can do that. Like, say, running down the, the front stretch and you didn't like how she went into three and four. So you do a little tweaking and it just changes the whole setup of the car. That's fascinating to me. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, in B mods now, I believe you're you're moving up into just regular modified, or some guys call them A mods. Can you just briefly and give us the basic difference between a B mod and a regular mod? Yeah. Um, so, an A mod has a bigger motor. Um, so, um, A mods also have a four round four bar compared to a three link in a B mod, and the suspension is a little bit different. And then some minor things. Um, nothing too big. Will, do you anticipate the car being easier to, to drive or, or harder? What, yeah. A lot of people have been telling me that's easier to drive a modified, so yes. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, it sounds like you know your way around a car as well, and I, I have to admit I did watch videos on you, and, and uh, your dad has, has taught you how to work on your own car. I mean, you can pretty much do anything. You could uh, work at Jiffy Lube or <laughs> <laughs> anywhere else. Uh, did you? Was that something that you wanted to do, or it was like a necessary thing? Um, at first, maybe. It, at first, my first year, I didn't do quite a lot just because it's my first year. Mm-hmm. And so my and we found our pick guide then. They did a lot of it, but then eventually after the three years, I learned a lot of knowledge and mm-hmm. I can do all like the daily stuff to the mod, well, the B mod at the time that was needed to be done. And he'd always do the tires and yeah. All right. <laughs> Very cool. My dad uh, had knew his way around cars as well and taught us to do everything, bleed the brakes and just, you know, regular cars and, and change our oil and things like that. So he's like, you need to learn how to do this stuff. And we're like, all right. <laughs> so very cool. I admire that. Kennedy, uh, Dawn, even though she's a fancy city person now, she grew up in dirty old Missouri on a farm. Uh, so she knows her way around cars and tractors yeah. and wild animals and, and everything. Um, what One of the things that's really impressed me about you um, is your instincts. You seem to know where to be and where not to be on the track. I love yes. how you avoid first corner conflict after the green has flown is that something that's just something you don't even have to think about it comes naturally or is that something you really have to concentrate on well we can't i can't win on the first lap i know that so and with the b mods it's a really big class and i feel like it's probably the biggest class that my wreck the most i i know that so the first corner i'm not gonna go um, it's, it all depends, but I can't wait on the first lap. So after that, I just, it all just depends. Like if I see the car in front of me is like really, really tight or breaking loose or something, then I'll try and get around them. Then after that, if, cause if I already know what they're doing, it, it kind of, I guess it does come, come naturally. I guess I really don't think, well, I mean, I think about it, but like, I don't know that I'm thinking about it. Just yeah. Happens. That's intuitive. That means that you have yeah. real natural talent. Yeah. So, like, when you say loose, so, like, a car, you, you saw in the last lap a car in front of you kind of slides up the track in in the middle of uh, two, uh, one and two, so you know to instinctively be underneath that car in the next corner so you can duck underneath. That's pretty cool. But what I've also noticed about you is when you end up starting um, in the middle or the back of the pack, there's a lot of mayhem that goes on in the first lap, and you seem to instinctively be able to avoid that. And that, to me, is also the sign uh, of somebody who has really good instincts. Is that something you concentrate on? Yeah, 
if you're starting 17th in, you know, a field of 20? Yes, that is. I do concentrate on that a lot. Yeah. Well, you mentioned something. You actually put it much more politely than I would have. But uh, the B mod class could be a, a it can be a real cluster. And being a fan, it's really frustrating seeing these guys run into each other. And if there's been a yellow and a restart, it always leads to more yellows and more restarts. And, and then the flag man ends up getting mad at you guys. And you're <laughs> one of the few. Uh, you know, and I, I shouldn't say few. You're you're in the bunch that usually don't get collected in these these melee melees. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Um, I'd say uh, I would get collected in a lot of in the beginning of the year. This year, uh, not so much. My well, I guess not this year. The last year, twenty twenty two. The beginning of that year, uh, the first I don't know two months maybe it was it was. One one month was really rough. Like it was, I got crash after crash, or something wrong with something wrong with the car, so I couldn't finish. It it was rough. It was rough. I had, I think, like fifteen DNFs that year, and Oof. the following year I only had like seven, and hmm. half of them were due to a flat tire. It was it was a lot rough. It was really rough. But um, after that first month, though, we got back on track, and it wasn't. It was just bad luck. But that that's. You're going to expect that when you're in, you know, the B mod class. It just happens. I'm super, I'm very superstitious. And um, <laughs> I wasn't going to bring this up, but you, something happened to you in the middle of the season last year. And I think it was up in Superior where you got collected in a pretty serious, gnarly wreck. And uh, oh boy, I was really nervous. And if I remember right, you guys took a few days off, you fixed the car up. And then didn't you go right back up to Superior and compete at the same track? You went practice at Proctor. Um, oh, was so it Proctor? I, yeah, so I rolled at Superior, but then oh. we, uh, that, it was Friday. We took off the weekend and we worked on the car. And then on Thursday, we took it up to Proctor and right. I practiced there. <laughs> so. When you crash the weekend before, is that on your mind when the green when they throw the green the following week, or is once you get in the car and you're on the track, all of that nonsense leaves your brain? How's that work for you? Um, I guess I, I haven't really thought about it, but I don't think I don't. It just pushes me to like be more competitive. Like yeah. now, like that <laughs> before, like I'm gonna prove like I'm still just as fast. Like it's still drive this thing that's how I did before and nothing's going to change. Yeah. I, I have a question, Kennedy. This is John. I haven't talked yet because I, I don't know a lot about racing, but I'm curious as Kenny just talked about week to week. Is this a weekly thing during the summer? How does this work? I guess I'm curious how your mind has to adjust to what's going on with the racing. Is it once a week, twice a week? How, how does it work? Um, so we start off in, in like middle end of April and we, um, go every every weekend we do well we're a little bit we'll start about two two times a weekend in the beginning Mm -hmm. and then after like the first month we'll start doing it's three three nights a race in every weekend we go from anywhere from red cedar speedway menominee and we'll end up going to grand rapids or ogilvy ashland or like we go everywhere and anywhere um we'll stay local though for the first couple couple months two months and then we'll eventually go out and go to other places but yeah it's a three three nights of racing every weekend and um 
And every night, every night that we're not racing, we're in the shop and we are getting the car done because um, that's where <laughs> races are won is in the shop. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And John, to answer, um, Kennedy, you won not last year, but the year before. Didn't you win the track championship at um, Red Cedar in Menominee? Yes, yes, I did. And that pretty much requires you to be at that racetrack every single Friday night, right? Yes. Wow. Yeah, so that's a, that's a heck of a commitment. Yeah. 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 And, and then you get into the traveling part, like you said. I actually saw you in uh, late fall last year up in Fergus Falls at I-94 Speedway for something called uh, the Wasota 100, which it's fun as a fan to see all the cars, but the Wasota 100's got to be frustrating as a driver because drivers come from Canada and from Wyoming and Montana and Wisconsin, Illinois. How, how is that experience when you're thrown into a field of over 100 cars and you have to narrow it down to finals? Uh, how's that? What's that like? Well, for me, like, I, I love it. Like, I love going there and I love seeing new cars and all these other cars from like real, that are really competitive coming down to this one track and me being able to race them, which I love. But the, the Soto 100 for me, um, the last two years, I've just had straight bad luck. Like yeah. it is, like it's just bad luck, and I haven't been been able to make it. I think I was this year, I believe one or two, one transfer spot out from making it, but um, mm. bad luck got so um, it's that's the sucky part about it. But I do love going there, and I love seeing all these other racers and being able to race against them. How do you approach? Uh, what's your mindset on a track that you've never been been at before? Is that nerve wracking or is it more exciting and fun? I guess I'm a little bit more nervous than usual because I I don't really know the track, but I usually um I think I usually get the hang of it after my heat race. I usually I adapt to it and I'm pretty good with it. So I mean I can adjust to it. So I don't think it's like a major setback or anything. Awesome. Now, what are your um, long term goals? I hate to say that I sound like a college <laughs> counselor right now. <laughs> But um, when you look at the future, where do you see yourself? I guess I want to obviously continue racing, and I think I want to go after modified. I would like to go USMTS racing, which is uh, the United States Modified Touring Series. Cool. So they for like every state. I, I'd like to do that, yeah. and I don't, I don't know if I move up to like a late model or anything. But right now, my I really like the mods, so I'm going to stick with that. And I guess we'll see after that. If, after that, but yeah. uh, that's a ways, so I'm not too worried about it. But that's my <laughs> right now. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Uh- one of the things that I always watch for when you are, I've got a bunch of gals that I watch up here that are really good. And I'm really hypersensitive about the way the other racers treat them on the track. Um, have you ever felt like you've been singled out by a driver or that you're just being bullied by some, you know, 50-year-old meathead who doesn't <laughs> think you should be out there? Or, or, or have the racers been pretty cool? Um, yeah, there is sometimes so that does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some people out there, some, some guys that aren't a fan of me and just don't, don't like me and that's totally fine. But I also have majority of majority of the people in the races that respect me and respect my driving and everything. So that 
I don't have that conflict, but there is some. There are some people out there that don't uh, like me too much. But yeah, that's all about them and not about you. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so, have there ever been any drivers who have been the opposite? Like they'll come up, somebody you just competed with, you both came off the track together, and they'll come up to you after a race and give you some really cool tips and sound advice and and secrets. Uh, do you have any of that happening, or is it too competitive for that? No, that that definitely happens. I would say um, it's like I go if I get top five and we go into the infield. These guys are con- congratulating me and giving me hand, like shaking my hand and telling me like I had a good race. But I I think um, some drivers that will actually help me though and give me some tips, like um, back like at the trailer, would be like Mike Anderson. He races the modified Jody Belfi and Chase oh. the Brass. Yep. And, um, they oh, wait a minute. Stop. Stop a second. So Shane Sabraski is helping you out? Well, I mean, yes, I would say uh, we're we're pretty close with him. We talk to him a lot. Um, cool. I'm close with one of his uh, sons. I'm friends with his son. We, we're by, we go to a lot of same racetracks. We talk. And if I ever need anything, he'd always help. So, yes. Okay, so I just, for the listeners, I have to tell you, Shane Sabraski, one of the best drivers in the country. He races both um, modified and super stock, and he does very well. He's a clean driver uh, and a really hard competitor. And the fact that he's helping out other racers, that just makes me love him even more. Now you're going to be competing against him, Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you manage all of this with school, Kennedy? Is it is it easy? Is it difficult? Um, I guess so. Usually, in the um, the end of the season for racing, in the beginning of uh, the school year, I do miss a lot of school. Yeah, usually like Thursdays, Fridays. But um, I end up I can change like my classes and when I have them. So I do like easier classes in the beginning of the year. So the one I miss them, like I'm not missing a whole bunch. Gotcha. And yeah, I mean I can handle it. I don't. It could be a little bit stressful sometimes for sure. But um, it's not. I can get through it. It's nothing that I can't handle. That's you must just great. wear wear yourself out every day, huh? <laughs> Here's Dad. I, she she's too humble. She don't give herself enough credit. Yes. You know, this kid's an honor roll student. Um, she she leaves school. Uh, she goes and works out for usually an hour to hour and 15 minutes every single day, um, sometimes longer. That's She's right. also got softball. She starts softball. She starts softball in November. She works out with a, a local guy here twice a week, whether they're hitting and throwing. So she'll come home from She doesn't even come home from school. She goes right to the YMCA, works out, comes home and eats. Runs down to does softball stuff. Now <laughs> high school softball has started. So she's practicing every day. Wow. Monday through Friday. She don't give herself enough credit. And, and then uh-huh. when there's time, she's got to work on her four-wheeler. She's out working on her four-wheeler. And she still oh. has awesome grades. We haven't Sorry, even got, we haven't even got to the four-wheeler. Um, what position does she play in softball? Um, so I... I play shortstop. That is my main position, but um, I'm a middle fielder, <laughs> so I could do second. And um, outfield is probably another one that I'm better at. But I could I could play anywhere, but ma- uh, mainly shortstop is my position. Uh, Kennedy, are you? I know obviously you're competitive in racing. Are, are you as competitive in softball as you are when you race? Uh yes, yeah, I'm <laughs> a competitive. 
but softball is another one that I'm very competitive in. Yeah. Speak, speaking of competitive, if you and dad had a track to yourself <laughs> and you were both in evenly matched B mods and you had a 10 lap race, who wins? I would win. I would win. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, Kennedy was pretty young when I raced, and, and she she don't remember, but I got an opportunity at, at Red Clay here this last year, and I jumped into a guy's um, B-Mod, and she won't probably admit it, but she's like, I, what, I finished fifth, sixth? And I haven't raced a race car in eight years, ten years. So oh, yes. um, she was smiling, so I think she realized, hey, Dad, maybe had Dad has something. But even I, I can't. I watch her obviously, and the thing she does with a race car, the thing she does with a four wheeler, um, and the, you know she she does things that people just it's like, wow, well, how, how'd you do that? Why? I don't know. You know oh she, man. Okay. It, 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 Let's talk about the quad racing, you guys, because Kennedy, in the winter, you race uh, four-wheelers, quads on ice, and uh, you guys really, really hang it out. I mean, you're going through these corners full blast, and it looks like you're keeping it pinned, coming out of the corner, sliding the whole way, and it looks like you slide right up to the outside snowbank. How in the world can you tell your brain to keep it pinned when you're headed right for the snowbank? That's amazing um, to me. <laughs> well, I don't. So um, I don't try to come off sometimes. Sometimes it just happens. But um, it's it just um, I just feather it when I come out and um, when I get close to the snowbank. If you if if you go in and you hit it slow, you're going to get stuck or you're going to end up getting more hurt than if you be going full full throttle at it. So I just, worst case, I hit it with my right rear and it just points me straight again, so. Oh, so you're using the wall. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. So one of my favorite parts about your Facebook page is your mom, your mom is, uh, her name is Autumn, right? Yes. Your mom will throw your videos up. She'll go live on Facebook. And I got to tell you, um, folks, once the racing season starts, go to 18S Racing for just the live feed so you can hear mom's commentary. It's so mom-like. <laughs> and she and everybody calls, uh, all your family evidently calls you Kenna. And so she'll be cheering you on and saying, oh, don't go down there. Go up high, Kenna. Go up high. <laughs> and then there's a whole bunch of swear words. And she'll, she'll curse out other drivers. And it's just so awesome. It's so enjoyable. I really, really, I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but I really want you guys to start a, uh, a YouTube page. It would be <laughs> So no time popular. for that, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know how you're going to get all that in. Maybe assign that to your younger sister, or your mom, or whatever. Uh, but I, 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 I promise you, you'd have a million followers within two years. It's mm. so good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, you're That's so crazy. humble, Kenna. Uh, you're so humble. Oh, man. Well, well do, you, do you want to mention your sponsors? We got to yes, get your sponsors yes, in I here. I wanted to get this in because that always comes at the end, and uh, you're never ready. Do you have a list of your sponsors, Kenna? Because um, this racing thing, it, it sucks up all your money and all your time. Yeah. And if it wasn't for sponsors, you wouldn't be able to do this. Who are they? Yes. Okay. So without all these marketing partners i couldn't do what i do so um can, so software chevrolet tv trucking greenwood concrete and excavation coffee taffy law office ogre express airtech sports 
Interstate Battery, KP Catering and Seasoning, Polish Enterprise Steve Rowan, Alger Electric, Tanner Family Group Home, Cornell Lake Campground, Jake Side, Clearview Auto Glass, Stoke Up Lloyd, <laughs> Jacobson Base Hardware Meat Market, Brad Sportholt, Shooter Guy Photos, Hooker, Hooker Design, Powder Plus, HG Automotive, Pros Net, Dogger Sharing Kite, Tim's Automotive Machine, Grandpa Dave, and last but not least, SFR Race Cars, Jake and the whole crew. And thanks to William, who was my pick guy before this last year, but still is. Mom and Dad, Sean, Sierra, and Doug. That's amazing. I mean, I I feel like I'm so proud of you, but I don't know you. <laughs> you know, I know. They, it's just this is fantastic. We just really celebrate you, and uh, it's just been great talking to you. Unless unless Kenny has any more nerdy questions for you, no, it, it's all nerd stuff. <laughs> uh, but I I want to echo what Don says, and when I'm watching you race, whether it's on TV or live. I feel like I'm one of your family members. I'm like super protective and I get really angry at other drivers. And, uh, and I know you can't see me, but uh, I'm one of those nerds waving you on. Go, go, go. Come on. Go. You're so fun to watch, Kennedy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're going to have to come down to Menominee and see you race. So we'll, we'll keep track of your schedule and, and um, you know, be one yeah. of your biggest fans. Please, Definitely. please. We'd love to have you guys. And I just want to, you know, one more thing to the fans that are out there listening to is, you know, she's the first female to ever win the Punky Manor, which has been going for 42 years now. Wow. Young yeah. Yeah. That's a special race they have every year at Red Cedar in Menominee. And uh, yeah, she she won that thing. That was so, so cool. Uh, You know, it's so neat when you uh, hop out of the car in Victory Lane and you take off your helmet and you've got the pigtails and you're standing on top (laughs) and the fans just love it. They can't get enough. It's so fun, Kennedy. I, I, I... I hope you don't mind. I don't want to put all this weight on your shoulders, but you're a real inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> you really are. I'm sure an inspiration. Yeah. You're inspiring uh, uh, younger racers, you know, young girls look up to you, and and uh, you got to feel good about that. So Yeah, I do. That was, that's definitely one of the things that keeps me going in racing, and that's one thing I wanted to accomplish was to inspire other people. So thank you. Yeah, very good. Kennedy, you're lucky I don't live in Minneapolis anymore. Otherwise, I'd be over in Menominee three nights a week trying to help out, just doing anything I could. You wouldn't be able to get rid of me. So uh, con- consider she knows yourself more than you do, Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> consider yourself lucky that I'm too far away. Oh, well, thank but, you guys so much. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, anything else you want to say? Any other uh, words of advice? Or <laughs> I just want to thank all the fans and... um my sponsors because without them I couldn't do what I do and they're more than the sponsors stuff they're family yeah and yeah thank you for having me yeah thank you to you Jason for uh for for being in the background here and and um supporting yeah always always I try to keep my mouth shut I told her I would she says I talk too much (laughs) 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 all right you guys so thank you sorry for being such what's that I'm sorry She's coming into her own, and that's that's what I love best about seeing all this. You yeah, know, you got to be so proud. You can't get her to say boo. Now she can sit down and talk, and you want to talk racing, she can talk with the best of them. 
Perfect. Yeah, yep. it's been a real pleasure. Sorry I'm such a nerd, but I'm a big fan. I can't help it. <laughs> All right, yeah, you guys. Right on. Thank you. Okay, bye, guys. Thanks. Bye, thank, bye, you, thank you. One. Okay, let's take a little break here and talk about DK Mags. They've got a full stock of everything you need, firearms and ammunition, accessories related. Uh, and if you're looking for something rare or hard to find, DK Mags is the place to go. They do take specialty orders on uh, on those hard-to-source items. You may as well start your shopping right at the website, dkmags.com, but feel free to stop in. You'll love the shop. They've got a vast amount of knowledge, um, a very deep knowledge throughout the store, including their on-site gunsmithing staff. They also have outside resources for those really hard, difficult gunsmithing issues, and they can get you a good price. They have the buying power of a larger business, but they keep it family-friendly. They know a lot of us by name, and that's one of the reasons you can uh, really trust them, especially if you're a first-time gun buyer, you're thinking about it. Stop in and ask those questions you might think stupid. There's no stupid questions when it comes to firearm. Feel free to stop in. Fair pricing, quality firearms, and a wonderful staff at DK Mags. They're on Old 8 New Brighton and on the web, dkmags.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Are you laughing at me? Yeah, baby, a little bit. That's okay. I'm so I I'm spent. Oh I'm, no! I was so nervous. I'm not used to getting nervous doing this. There's nothing I won't do and say on the air, but for some reason I was really rattled about this. Oh, because why? I mean, what? Go further with that. Tell um, me more. I sound like a psychiatrist. Because I don't Tell want her to. Th- I don't want her to think that I'm just some dumb old duffer. You know what I mean? Um, what is a duffer? I, I, I just, I guess I want her respect and I'm not sure that I'm able what to earn the it. Hell? Yeah, no. I think she's just <laughs> glad that she has a fan out there probably and people supporting her. Yeah. And I, she think knows she, you, I mean, she knows you know a lot the way you were yeah. talking. So, I mean, I, yeah. I don't think she, I think she little... clearly respects the fact that somebody gave her time to talk about what she loves. But I thought the questions you guys asked were, were better than the stuff I did because I, I think I know too much about it to to be accessible to listeners that might not understand or know a lot about it. But there are dirt tracks all over the, all of our states, um, and there's a couple really close to Minneapolis. Um, Cedar Lake Speedway is close. Uh, Menominee is fairly close. Um, even um, southwest southwest of the Twin Cities, there's some really cool tracks. Uh, Ogilvy, Superior, up in Duluth. Why are you well, laughing at well, me? I'm, I'm just laughing because you always make fun of me on Garage Logic. See, my point is, if I know something really well, 
Yeah. I want to be a geek and talk about it. You are afraid to. Me, I, I want to share I my knowledge and see if I could, you know, it, get anybody it, excited. Did I ask anything stupid? No. Okay, no. because I, I don't know. Yeah. Hardly. I'm just a spectator. I would go to Lucas Oil Speedway in Wheatland, Missouri. I think you've asked me about that. Don, I'm going, I'm going there this oh, summer. Oh, you are? Oh, cool. We're, we're going to Indy 500, and they have um, some late model races there. Um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or no, Thursday, Friday, uh, Saturday before the Indy 500. Uh-huh. So first oh. we're going to go down to dirty old Missouri, see a race, and then <laughs> we're going to go Is that a good go racetrack? Up. Yeah. See, it's I one don't of the know in, in relation to, I've only been there, so uh, would, would she be going down there for any reason, or is she yes. just stay in the area? If she follows through on her plan to run with the USRA mods, the uh-huh. tour, yeah, she'll, she'll race there. Oh, cool. And, and actually, I was talking to Jason last night. There's a big race in um, Iowa this weekend, Davenport, Iowa, uh-huh. and I was wondering if she was going to go down there for that, but they just brought the new car home um, last night, mm. and they're getting the engine this week. Um, but yeah, I think she's got a really bright, bright history. And one of the things we didn't bring up that I know about is she might get some college scholarships for softball. That's how that good she is. is. That's yeah. what I was thinking. And I, yeah. hope, I hope that's true. You know? Yeah. And then how is she going to balance that? Um, and I, I can't <laughs> tell Jason what how to approach this because I'm a dad and I still don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but... I think I might be tempted to let her play softball. Well, yeah. I mean, she's or her own person. Like she, she sounds like she's pretty bright. She can figure it out for herself. You know what I'm saying? Like she knows how to manage her time already. She, she like does CrossFit all the time. I saw yeah. on her profile. I'm like mm-hmm. she's also doing CrossFit and softball. Like yeah. I'm so tired just even reading this. I could barely <laughs> get up this morning. I and, was like, <laughs> I gotta stop. And, <laughs> and to play a softball slash baseball geek, if she's playing shortstop in high school, that probably means she is of the elite on her team because that's the position that really is the center of, of your baseball team. And she's yeah. in the honor yeah. roll. Yeah. She gets yeah. good grades. And uh, up until a I'm few like years... I'm like her crazy old aunt that she doesn't know. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> You're doing feel. so good, Kennedy. Good <laughs> job all... now. Do you need me to make you a ham sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Have you been drinking your water? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Totally. I want to hang out with her mom and cuss along with her. Oh, Autumn is so awesome <laughs> yeah. because she just lets them fly when she's doing the, the <laughs> live great. Facebook things. Yeah, it's so cool. Oh. And oh... I, w- I didn't want to bring this up when they were on, but this crash that she got in last year, mm. uh, Jason ran out on the track after the crash, and he was freaked out, Aww. and he was visibly upset, and so was I, Jason, and so was everybody else, <laughs> yeah. and Jason actually apologized a few days later. He made a public apology for his behavior, and it's like, hey, no apology needed, yeah. dude. Oh, we're yeah. yeah, yeah. Too. I mean, it's your kid. Yeah. Come yeah. on. I mean, yeah. that's, you could freak out if you want to. You know who I think she could be great friends with is Bridget McCutcheons. You know? I think so. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's she's no. our uh, girl out on the we, road um, trying to break the Guinness World Record. Um, it's, it's the recurring theme in my life, Dawn. I can only hang 
with badass broads. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, they got to be. They got to have a head full of brains, and they got to be badass and willing to do and say anything. And you know, that's what I married. That's what you are. That's what Kennedy, Bridget, all all these gals that I love are all badass broads, and Aww. she's definitely at the top of the list. But what I did want to say about racing, it used to be dirty old greasy mechanics showing up in beaters, and it was kind of a, a bit of a redneck sport. But go-kart racing has changed the way racing is because all of these kids now are coming uh, up and they're in their teens and late sure. teens when they transfer out of go-karts and into race cars. And it's really, really made inter- uh, racing interesting. All my favorite racers now are either teenagers or they've just turned 20. <laughs> There's a kid up here, Carter Rents. I love watching him. He's probably 19 now. Uh, there's another kid up here, Bryce Sward, in um, late models. He is a total badass, and that's the top class, the late models. Mm-hmm. And he's out there competing against big dollar teams and doing good. Uh, another gal up here, Haley Lee, Mackenzie Michelson, and, and it, there's just a lot of gals racing. And it takes that's fantastic. It takes balls to go out there and compete against you know. And some of these guys are surly and crusty, and they'll 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 give you the door. Yeah. It's just so embarrassing. I have such secondhand embarrassment for grown men who are intimidated by a 16-year-old girl (laughs) and would pick on them or be mean. I'm like, oh, God, please don't do this. Like, I just want to say, let me tell you about yourself for a second, okay? You're a piece of S. (laughs) Go to the snack bar, get some nachos. We'll see you later. Yeah, yeah. Look in the mirror. it's so embarrassing. Like, (laughs) come on. That guy you're seeing in the mirror is a piece of S. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, hang it up. Oh, so, could I get in a go kart? You know, can what? I wreck a go kart? There's a class for there's old a, ladies. There's it's called the silver class. No, there's a class that's called uh, short trackers, or um, they're little front wheel drive cars, and it's not an expensive class. And the roommate keeps going. I should be out there. I could kick ass. I should be out there. And finally, I threw it down. I said. I said, okay, I will buy a car. I will devote all my time and I'll never get you. You do the driving. And she looked at me and she was thinking about it. And then she, then the sober side came by and said, oh, we don't have enough money. We don't have enough time. We can't do this. We can't do that. (laughs) You know, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, We should take a staff trip to like a pro card indoors, Kenny. And we all just, we all just go uh, go on around. Yeah, that's what we should do. We should all, the four of us go to a go-kart track. That'd be fun. We'd end up getting kicked out, but it'd be fun (laughs) until that happened. (laughs) Well, let's make it happen for sure. Anyway, uh, if folks want to check her out, her Facebook page is 18S Racing. Um, the site I referenced where I watch these races is called Dirt. I think it's called Dirt Race Central, DRC. And you can buy a subscri- subscription by the month or the year. Um, Kennedy was racing Midwest Mods. We call them B Mods. Now she's moved into the higher, tougher class, the Mods. Um, what else? Uh, I think I covered it all. Kenny, can I ask you a nerd racing question? Yeah. I, I've always wondered this because, as you know, I'm a very loose uh, racing fan, like uh, novice at best, but I, I watch a fair amount. But when I say fair amount, what I'm watching is the big IndyCar races or NASCAR or sometimes even the Saturday races. So not a lot of local stuff. Right. But the one thing that I do try and give these guys and gals credit for that I don't think enough people do is you might not be the most 
I'm already having trouble ex- des- describing this, but these guys and gals, for the most part, they're in pretty good shape. It takes yeah. a, it takes a lot to mm. sit in these cars that, by the way, don't have air conditioning because it slows down the car. I mean, the thing that always boggles my mind, Kenny, is a pit stop at a hot NASCAR race where you get the guy whose literal job is to dump the bucket of ice on the driver. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. that yeah. takes conditioning. You have to be conditioned mm-hmm. to do what they do. Definitely. You, They're definitely athletes. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. And a lot of people would dispute that, but uh, you're absolutely Please. right. They are athletes, and they do train. Um, they're running. They're like um, CrossFit, what Kennedy does. They're riding bikes. They're always working out. And now that's transferred over into the pits, where all the guys that come over the wall are also in top shape. And, you know, they can throw a tire around. Yes. And, and, and they, yeah, it's it's really, really changed. I watched a video on YouTube, Kenny, to that point, and of course you know this, but maybe a lot of the listeners don't. A lot of these pit crews are former athletes. Like yeah. they have went and sought out former football players, former yeah. basketball players, people who can basically get the job done in a very quick amount of time. It's the whole yeah. sport to me is very fascinating. I'm I'm learning more by basically the the week, but I enjoy it. I'll watch any kind of racing, but I have to admit NASCAR racing is my least favorite. It's just uh, I don't like racing where they take each other out on purpose. Um, true race fans hate crashes. I hate seeing mm-hmm. I hate seeing somebody get wrecked on purpose, and I really, really hate seeing accidental crashes. Um, and th- it seems like NASCAR it's the most prevalent in NASCAR where they'll just take a, a guy mm-hmm. out. And that just doesn't work for me. It's yeah. why I love indie racing and F1 racing. You don't see any of that crap. And you don't see a lot of it in dirt track racing. Um, but it is there. And we did have an episode last weekend in southern United States where some asshat went after another guy during a yellow flag. And he ended up getting thrown in jail. What? <laughs> yeah. Are because you serious? He crashed this guy repeatedly during a yellow and finally destroyed his car. And then, of course, the um, the drama continued in the pits and there was a fight and the guy ended up sitting in jail. And so did his dad, by the way. Oh, so his he could put that because they were physically fighting after that. Yep. So I got, okay, I thought yep. maybe it was for doing yep. something on the racetrack. And, and like, if Whoa. you ask me, that just that's just a black eye on the sport, the fighting. You know, yeah, that's dumb. That's it, like it, toxic masculinity. Yeah, it, it, it'll bring in the numbers, um, but does it bring in the true race fans? I don't think so. I think it just brings in the people that want to see a fight. Yeah. So, I got a brother-in-law who's a NASCAR nut, always has been, yeah. and he basically says the same thing you do. He used to actually race uh, both NASCAR and drag race, yeah. and he was one of those guys. He would never come around because he'd be sitting at home on Sunday afternoon watching the race, <laughs> and now yeah. he says, you know, he says, yeah, it's just not you know, as yeah. interesting as it used to be. It's, yeah. just, uh, it's not yeah. as much fun. Yeah. Well, I need a nap. I'm worn out. That I know. That, that was a uh, uh, yeah. Another, I did a week worth of show, show to do, prep. pal. You yeah. got another show to do. Oh, you better get right. ready for that one. Oh, well, you got another show. So do I. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is that show, Don McLean? Uh, the Adventures of Bradley and Don on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcast.